Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 130 of the High Sensitivity Podcast, and thank you for listening. If it's your first time here, we talk about video game and movie news, as well as what we watched or played over the week. My name is Barry, along with my co-hosts. My name is Craig. We're back again. My name is Craig. Guess who's back? It's us. Again. And what's and back again with the news <laughs> to start off the podcast. <laughs> yeah. On my Let's end, I'm going to start off with Horizon Zero Dawn remake. Rumors have been going around about it since one of the voice actors for Silence, I believe his name is Lewis or Lance Reddick, it's one of the two, uh, posted a picture of himself on Twitter doing voice capture work and he in a now deleted tweet. So people are speculating that it's either a remake for Zero Dawn or it's DLC for Horizon Forbidden West. Now, what kind of send the Internet up in arms is the fact that Zero Dawn is less than 10 years old yep. at this point and probably doesn't really need the remake. Uh, what is it? Remake, remake, remaster. makeover. That's what, yeah. yeah, the re. Yes. Yeah, the remaster sort remaster, of thing that's going makeover, on. Remaster. Yes. You know, I don't know why Sony wants to do this, but. Maybe it's something for like the Horizon Netflix show that's going to be coming out. I I don't know like why they feel the need to do it because it doesn't need to happen. Like the thing is, and it's the same thing with The Last of Us Remastered, is both of these games all are, are available in the PlayStation Plus collection. Like you mm-hmm. can play them on mm-hmm. PS5. There's no issue playing them, I believe. It's just a matter of they feel the need to kind of, I think, t- for all intents and purposes, be a money cash cow grab sort of project here and be like oh forbidden west uh didn't sell as well as sorry forbidden west sold well despite the fact that elden ring came out to only you know a week later and maybe they were a little bit upset with zero dawn sales because a week after that was breath of the wild so Mm -hmm. horizon seems to have a timeline for releasing right before like a game of the century comes out or a game of the game of the year (laughs) is what it feels like so I'm not sure if yeah. the same thing would happen with a remaster. My thoughts on it, I really don't care. Sony can do whatever they want. It's going to be more or less like the people have to decide whether or not they're going to spend their money on this remake. Well, I I don't really see the need to. I much prefer Forbidden West over Zero Dawn. So there really is no reason for me to go back to Zero Dawn. But, you know, what do you guys think? Um. This has to come down to price point again, just like with The Last of Us, because there is no way in hell you can call this a remaster. Because mm-hmm. what are you going to do to this game to make it look better than it already does? You can make it look a little bit, but it's not going to be something that's super noticeable from when you played it on PS4. So in my opinion, the only thing they can do is speed up load times, which they already are if you play it on a PS5, right? Yeah. It already does for the most part. Yeah. Um, You already had that, you know, that PS4 Pro version, right? If you had a PS4 Pro back then, you got the better frame rate, faster load times, that kind of stuff. So there's no reason for them to remake it. Um, And but if they're going to do it, this better not be more than 30 bucks. 40 at the most. That's that's how I feel. 40 following. Yeah. Yeah, if it's following the Last of Us timetable slash uh, algorithm, it's gonna yep. it's gonna be like in the eighty to one hundred and ten <laughs> again. I mean, there's that there is that cash cow aspect of this. Uh, it's kind of hard to for somebody who did thank you thank you Barry by the way who did 
purchase that that new Firefly edition of The Last of Us to have different feelings of whether I would with Horizon Zero Dawn. It, it's kind of like an interesting like soul searching thing because I don't think I would. Uh, I I got to temper my, you know, Christmas morning feeling when they show exactly what you get. You know, when they show like all of that stuff, like that's, that's what, that's a journey I have to go on personally, because that's how I end up buying these things. But I don't know if I'll fall, I'll fall for it for the, like, uh, horizon. I almost, I keep wanting to say forbidden West, but zero dawn like remake. And if it's $30, I don't even know if I get it. I don't know. Like, like Barry said, it's on PlayStation plus. So why would I pay money when I can just download it for free? Not to mention, if you're playing Forbidden West, why would, unless you haven't played it, why would anyone want to go play Zero Dawn again? I yeah, just, no, in my opinion, in my opinion, it's a, it's an inferior game in a lot of ways. I think uh, it's yeah. overly long. The side missions are bad. Um, mm-hmm. I just, I just don't see a reason. I don't ever have a reason to ever touch that game again, ever. Yeah. I just have no desire to go back to it. So. Why would people buy this? I don't know, but you know people will. If you take the last, like, three main missions out, Mm -hmm. it's pretty lackluster. Like, it amps up at the end. Like, the last two hours of the game, main story-wise, is, uh, like, insane. Mm -hmm. But who wants to go through all that to get there again? Yep. You know? Yep. Yeah, it's a lot to have to get through. And, yeah, you're right. You know, the last two hours are definitely a good, really good experience on their end because it's, you know, it feels like an all an all out war. I really like the last couple hours of Zero Dawn, but it's just something, you know, and I really, really wish they would have done this beforehand is why not just do the same kind of thing that the Drake's Unfortune and the Lost Odyssey is what it was called, uh, yep. Craig. Like if you had yep. one of those games you could just upgrade for a cheaper price. Why just no, yep. why just not let the PlayStation Plus collection members pay 20 30 bucks to upgrade if the physical stuff doesn't matter to them. Um yep. Sony saves money on not having to to you know write up a bunch of discs and you know art cover f- for it and they'll get more people to like at least download whatever remake they decide to do of Zero Dawn but to right. their own people will speak with their wallets. I really don't see the need to because, again, I like Forbidden West better. So mm-hmm. to each their own. Next up on my list is going to be the Pokemon trailer. We just got a bunch of new stuff. 15 minute trailer, uh, a evolution for Girafferig, which is now for Raff. I think is now <laughs> what it is. I know I'm sure. it, it, it's it's strange, but overall, <laughs> I wanted to bring it up because it. Uh, I am very excited for this Pokemon game. It seems to be coming out with a lot more content than any of the other previous Pokemon games. You have four different storylines. Like if this Pokemon game can be at least 60 to 80 to 100 hours, I think that's a really successful Pokemon game on their end. They really haven't come Mm -hmm. up with the Pokemon game that's really lasted that long in a while, unless you're someone who tries to complete the Pokedex, which not everybody does. But now right. it seems like they've really like you can take the path to complete the Pokedex and that's its whole separate thing. You could take the path to complete the uh, the Dun or the, the gym routes and that's its own separate thing. And then there's a separate route for the team rocket, which is a t- team star this time around. Mm-hmm. And then there's another path for like figuring out the terrestrialization effect for the region. 
So it seems like there's a decent amount of content, which is kind of a a new thing for Pokemon, where it's just been like, okay, you go gym, 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 here's some like story bit stuff with a Team Rocket based theme, and then back to the gym, 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 fight the final guy, fight the Elite Four, then you're done kind of aspect of things. This seems to have a lot of content, and I am for it. Uh, this I'm very excited for this Pokemon game, and hopefully it just lives up to my expectations. I have no comment. I, uh, <laughs> I, that's, that is a good take. And while there are certain things that Pokemon could be doing to revitalize themselves with every new game, I mean, Arceus did do that. Uh, it is interesting to see them take that route, and I'm glad that they did. Um, pop question, this is just for my own knowledge. Do you, If you guys could estimate how long, like, read the the red and blue game was what would you say it was because i played it mainly as a kid Mm -hmm. and when you were mentioning the amount of hours that is like an expectancy for this new one i it just made me wonder like how long was red and blue like are we talking like are we talking like just main story uh, yeah i'm talking main story breaking off to just make sure your pokemon are good for the gym leader like standard stuff like that and then the elite eight yeah, and, uh, I'm thirty to forty. I'm speci- maybe? Yeah, I'm specifically remembering somewhere in the high twenty to thirty area, yeah. uh, for sure. Okay. Uh, but like, also those original red and white games, like they are very slow. Like, there's no sprint mm-hmm. button. You move like one square at a time. So yep. I think a lot of the the length in that game was the fact that it just takes you. Yeah, it yeah. takes you forever to get anywhere. Really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I definitely think like I'm starting to yeah like mid twenties. 30s area was where the originals i think landed once you get to the end though you have like the bike and then you have the ability to use fly and your pokemon to go from city to city it starts like speeding up but yeah i want to say i was like mid 30s when i beat elite eight the first time yeah i um if this can nail 60 to 80s of game time where i'm not bored that's too long. By hour 25. <laughs> then I'll consider that a successful Pokemon. And and again, but I am also somebody who does get a little bit bored easily with Pokemon. I think I've been oversaturated recently with how frequently they've been coming out and how similar they have been. Arceus was not, but you know, uh if they can if they can keep me in 50 hours, I'll be excited. I'm not like... getting uh, Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, I'm not doing that Pokemon thing where you get two copies or anything like that. Like, I'm That's not just doing what that Barry anymore. Does. <laughs> <laughs> Every time, both Try- copies. Yeah, I was about to say, w- try calling Barry out without saying Barry's name. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I think, I think 30 hours, in my opinion, is a sweet spot for a Pokemon game. Like, mm. I still think you can do, like, hey, if you want to do everything, it's 80 to 100 hours or whatever if you want to complete the Pokedex. But I just think 30 is, like, perfect mainline start to finish, you know, with some some grinding in there because you always got to grind to get your Pokemon up. Um, I just feel like that's always been the sweet spot for me. The games have gotten longer as we've gone on, and I've gotten less and less interested to the point where, like, I appreciate what Arceus did, but I hated it. I had I wanted nothing to do with it. I just want the old style Pokemon, in my opinion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Next up on for me is going to be Gotham Knights. A bunch of uh, gaming outlets went ahead and got really early reviews, uh, kind of early access to it. I think the review portion is starting to happen for the game. If you don't want any spoilers, don't look at these things because people are going into spoilers with it. So, And I think going into these things blind may be the best option for a lot of people, if you, especially if you're excited about the game. But overall what we kind of saw was a lot of new Batgirl stuff who plays most like Batman uh, in mm-hmm. the Arkham Knight games. And then you you have Red Hood, Red Mask. Red Hood. Okay, <laughs> woof, man. Uh, and then Robin and Nightwing. And you get to see a bit more of those gameplay trailers, and they're a little bit different, but they are specifically making sure that people know that this is not like Avengers, which is a good thing. <laughs> Thank God it's not yeah. like Avengers. And to find out as well that the game is actually two players only um, and single player. So, you know, despite the fact that there's four playable characters, you can only play with two people. So, you know, keep in mind what you will. If you were looking for a squad of four to complete the whole game with, that's not going to happen. So look, uh, look forward to that. But overall, I think the game looks good. It does look like a regular, you know, Arkham type game for it. And that's what I want more of. Yep. Uh, especially and I think the kind of the focus on I think these three characters are definitely or the four characters I should say definitely looks to expand the the whole situation with it so you know I'm I'm excited for it I'm not sure if you guys still are but uh, Gotham Knights does look pretty good I'm still pumped for this game every time I see a trailer though I just keep remembering that sometime hopefully next year we're going to get the Suicide Squad game which I think I I'm, a, I'm a little bit more excited for than this, but Definitely. I am excited to play a, I know it's not Batman, but that Batman style of gameplay again. I'm just, you know, it's been a while since we've had one. Arkham Knight was, that was forever ago, right? Yeah, Years it feels at like this it. Point. Was that 2019 or am I? I mean, that oh, was I feel last, like it's last later. gen. Yeah, I think it was, let me look. Um, but yeah, I like, I'm, I think it's been enough time. Um, that I'm ready to go back in and uh, and spend a decent amount of time again. I always complete these games. I never 100% them, but you know, I always spend a ton of time. Where is the release date? Yeah, 2015. There we go. 15. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, long time ago. Yeah, the Riddler stuff was uh, awful. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I I told myself early in that playthrough that I did. I was like I'm not doing this. This, yep. this will be something I don't do. Um <laughs> One of the things that I was excited, so I did myself a disservice and I got a, everybody has favorite people that they watch on YouTube. I like watching this guy named Jake Baldino. He's on Game Ranks, which is more familiar to a lot of people, but he has his own separate thing where he does his own stuff. And he was one of the people who got like the early access. And unfortunately I saw like a boss battle and such. I'm not going to spoil it for anybody by saying who it was on here. One of the things that I did like um is while you choose a character like let's say you play batgirl for like 10 to 15 hours you actually get the equivalent of the experience on the other three people so if you decide halfway through that you just want to be nightwing you can be nightwing with the equivalent uh, skill tree and you can level up nightwing the way you want night nightwing i thought i just said night queen you, you kind of did we weren't gonna say anything <laughs> let us slide you can you can level up everybody else even though if you spend the majority of the time with one character getting yep. the experience on that the other thing that i like is the day night cycle 
So you spend the nighttime, it's like forever night that you're actually hooded as the caped, well, not the particular caped crusader, but a caped crusader. You spend the majority of the time doing that. And then at the hub area, which is a bell tower or a clock tower, um, I think it's the one that um, Batgirl normally stays in, or at least in lore. From Arkham Knight. From Arkham Knight. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> she, you, there's a daytime aspect where you basically like turn in your clues what you found about it, like about specific crimes around town. And that's where you do your leveling up. So it doesn't seem like quite like a souls game where you have to like get to a campfire to turn in everything. Cause it doesn't seem like you lose your experience, but I like that day night aspect. I don't know how it's going to play when I actually am playing the game, but I first impression like that as well. So I'm yeah. excited for the game and uh craig like i'm like yourself suicide squad looks like it's going to be like 80 million times better but yep. it's we need this game we need we need it back like or some form of it you know yep. so it's good to have it yeah and last up on my list which is just really quick because there's not much else known about it uh ellie fanning who's a known actress is going to be in hideo kojima uh's next project if you don't know who Hideo Kojima is, uh, he went ahead and produced Metal Gear Solid and Death mm, Stranding, the mm. first Strand game, if you guys remember <laughs> that. So we know nothing else. I have no other opinions on it other than it's nice to know that Hideo is working on a new game. That's all. Yep. And he always ropes in somebody fairly famous in the acting world. Mm -hmm. I remember her. I think she was in Super 8, which mm -hmm. was a great movie. And... Like, so I'm excited for it. I'm excited for just Hideo. Like, I'm a huge Metal Gear Solid fan. I've said that multiple times, you know, through this. Video, I, so you guys know how I feel about I'm this. cautiously optimistic because of Death Stranding. Yeah, I'm not going to call it a train <laughs> yeah. wreck, but I'm going to say whatever that was, was not what anybody FedEx. really wanted. <laughs> it was FedEx training. It was yeah. just training for FedEx. That's what it was. It'll be something crazy. That's for sure. He's not going to do the same yeah. thing twice. No, <laughs> that's it for me in news. All right. All right. Um, I'll start with the big one for me that I was most excited for. Uh, we got the I mean, it was leaked a couple days early, but Need for Speed Unbound. Uh, we finally got a trailer for a uh, couple things that make me super excited. Everybody here, I think, knows my love for Need for Speed Heat um, and how they were angling themselves back towards where I think majority of us wanted them to go, which was the Need for Speed Underground days. Unbound looks like an underground uh, successor. The art style is cool. It's a very animated. I don't even know. Do would you call it like an anime style almost? It's like graffiti, an initial, I think, type. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I got kind of like initial D vibes from it, right? Mm -hmm. But um, on top of that, like, there's just other things that it's EA. So again, I want to be cautiously optimistic about it. But the things that have come out about it so far give me hope. One, it's coming out December second, so we're two months away, less than two months. Um, it's going to have a 10 hour trial on EA play. So if you have a uh, game pass, you get to play it for 10 hours without actually buying it. Uh, single player is going to be fully playable offline. Thank God. Um, we're done with yes. that. Always online crap. Um, and what I care most about is just ultra, ultra customization of the cars. And it looks like we're going to get that. Um, so I am beyond excited for this game. 
totally going to use that 10 hours. If I can beat it in 10 hours, I don't have to buy it. Sweet. (laughs) But if not, if not, I'll buy it for sure. Like as long as it doesn't end up like coming out and people being like, this is the worst game ever. I, this is like a day one buy for me. I, it's, it's, it's really nice. It was a really refreshing trailer and Mm -hmm. it got me very excited for that um i did not know i don't know how i missed it about the 10 hour ea play so that's yeah. definitely something that i'm going to utilize it it looks great it looks exactly how need for speed should be yep. um and definitely like a lot of people are big fans myself included of the underground um need for speed underground days so it's nice that they're it's really not it's just it's it's just really, really refreshing to see something like this. How many times do do they bring back games and or bring back some type of iteration of a game and you look at the trailer and you're like, you're not doing anything like relative to what I want to see. And it's just really nice for that length of a trailer to see front to back that that's what they're going to be producing. So I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. Barry, you buying yeah. that day one? Uh, so if I can beat it in 10 hours, I will. I think what's just nice to see is kind of, we look to be going back to trying to get a little bit more story out of the need for speed games, because to be honest, if they want to stand out from the crowd, you know, they have horizon, but that Mm -hmm. is Xbox, of course. But if we look at the current, like state of racing games, we have, Gran Turismo and Forza Motorsport, both like kind of more official engines, official courses, not as much arcadey fun. You have Horizon, which I think is a mixture of that, but it's in the carnival style. There really isn't a story to the racing game or anything like that. You don't really feel like you're in a crew or anything like that. With Need for Speed, I think their niche has to be, you know, the the story that's crazy, the really arcadey style of racing. And then, you know, just a just to give you some sort of feel of like, okay, running from the cops as well. Like yep. give mm-hmm. us, give people back that. Cause that's, I think where you can, where you can find your niche in the racing because people find like Turismo and motorsport to be boring for them because they're, it's mostly based in simulation. And I think that's why horizon does as well as it does. Cause it's not as simulation heavy as the others. And then you, you know, we did have a Fast and Furious game, but we try to forget about that, I think. No, no, that game's and great. <laughs> I think Need for Speed has a can do a really decent job of, you know, carving out that kind of Need for uh, Fast and Furious style of game. So don't let anybody forget that this game existed right here. Fast, <laughs> Fast and Furious Crossroads. Fantastic. Yeah. You heard it here first. It's so bad. <laughs> Also, I, just, don't forget, I just hope it lives. Yeah. Don't forget. Um, I mean, I feel like nobody really played heat, but that had a decent story as well. Need for speed heat. So, yeah, I mean, that game gave me hope that EA can make need for speed games good again. So, man, if they hit this one out of the park, whew, I can't wait. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, next one I have is kind of a short one here, but big in my eyes. Bayonetta three comes out in what? Three weeks. Yep, yeah. 28th or 29th. And they just came out this week and said that the voice actor uh, who originally played Bayonetta is no longer doing the voice acting, and she's being replaced by Jennifer Hale. Uh, everybody knows Jennifer Hale as female Commander Shepard. Um, mm-hmm. 
a little bummed about this. They did come out and say it wasn't anything other than, I guess, um, scheduling conflicts. But again, <laughs> this game comes out in three weeks. Don't you think you would have yeah. had the voice acting done already? Like, it's crazy to me that they're like, or maybe it, maybe they're just now saying it and it's been done. You know, like I would think they should have had it done hope. by now. So maybe they're just like, yeah, you know what? Just to get ahead of it, you're going to notice the voice is different. Um, it's a little bit of a bummer to me because to me that Bayonetta is iconic in my eyes and the voice is iconic and Jennifer Hale's great, but it's just going to feel a little off now. It's uh, it, go ahead. I was going to say, I think for the most part, when it comes to the Bayonetta series, especially for the fact that this one is really centered in like quote unquote multiverse type Bayonetta. I think that this may be the best time if there was going to be a Bayonetta game with a different voice actor, this would be it. I am kind of surprised that they're announcing this now. I did think Bayonetta's voice was different in the original trailer. I couldn't tell if that was gender for Hale or not, but I just, she just needs to be able to pull off a little bit of kind of that Bayonetta flair. Mm -hmm. If this Bayonetta is meant to be kind of a mirror image of other Bayonettas in other multiverses. And if that's the case, then great. If she's meant to be kind of a different, more, I guess, uh, conservative Bayonetta, then maybe that's why it's going to be Jennifer Hale instead of the other voice actress. So, like, there's a ton of question marks that I have no clue about. But overall, I just don't want it to take away from kind of the fun craziness that the Bayonetta series is. And that actress knew, like, the, the voice actress for one and two knew, like how to make Bayonetta sound cool in the most ridiculous circumstances. (laughs) So I just hope that they can nail that when it comes, or I hope Jennifer Hale can nail that when it comes to it. And she's, she voiced female commander separate. She's going to be great. It's just like, is this story as like bombastic as previous Bayonetta's and does like her voice, I guess, fit the tone of the story is what is what we have to see. Hopefully the lip flaps match. Cause if it doesn't, it's going to be real weird. (laughs) I play enough yeah. weird Japanese games, but when lip flaps don't match, it is strange. Yeah, it'll be it'll be Valkyrie Elysium, like we talked. Yeah, about. exactly. <laughs> um, I'm excited for the for the shepherd. If they're gonna replace her, then it's a good a good replacement. I mean, I play. I mean, yeah. I played female Commander Shepard. That was yep. um because like you guys know, and, and anytime you have the male or female choice, I tend to choose female when I start games. But um. why now you know uh it's just a weird timetable there's only like three weeks you know less than three weeks until the game comes out why are you telling us now (laughs) yeah i I mean she's in my opinion like top tier voice actor jennifer hale so she'll be fine Mm -hmm. i'm sure it's just gonna take some adjusting to get used to um last piece of news here and i know this will be a good one for all of us um, we got to talk about the Mario trailer. Uh, <laughs> so without like, I'm not, I don't want to go into like play by play of the trailer. All I want to say is I think Jack Black's doing a fantastic job as Bowser. Um, yes. The person I don't know who's exactly doing Toad. Is it Keegan? It's yes. Keegan. Okay. Key, yep. F- sounded great. Um, Luigi didn't really hear Mario. We'll see. Because to me, that sure sounded like just Chris Pratt being Chris Pratt. And I was kind of bummed. What do you yeah, guys across think? Across the board, 
across the board, that's been like the response from a lot of people. I don't know if, and, uh, you know, and I'm not reading everybody's review mm-hmm. of it or anybody, everybody's comment on it. I, Bowser sounded fantastic, but that's Jack Black. Jack Black can, Jack Black as an actor and voice actor can do specific things that only Jack Black can do. So it was a smart move by him and a smart move just for him to be chosen as Bowser, because that's the interpretation that he could do. Uh, Keegan, I mean, I don't know the last Key and Peele episode that you watched, but that man could do 4,000 different voices as well. That was a good choice. We didn't hear Luigi. I don't mind Chris Pratt's voice yet because I haven't watched an hour and a half of it. And also because I just like Chris Pratt, but it would be interesting if he didn't have the, the, the twang that makes that character that character. No matter what, nobody, not everybody's going to be happy. There is such a wide demographic of people that have Mario in their life, you know, in a specific way. So I have to see more. Yeah. It'll take me a little bit to get used to Chris Pratt, but I share the same sentiment as you guys. Everybody else, I think the everybody else did good. I think the movie looks pretty good overall, from mm-hmm. what I can tell. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we just kind of have to see where Chris Pratt lands in all of this. I think he's going to be the titular character of the movie, so he's going to have to carry it. So if his voice doesn't grow on people, then I think the movie isn't going to do as well. Do I think it'll do? I think people will go to see it. Yeah, I think people will. And it's going to make a ton of money. Yeah, I think it'll do money wise. It's going to be more or less the review wise, which is where I think things will get a little bit different, you know, I wanted to at least hear some of it, maybe a a little bit of like an Italian, I don't know, I guess to it, but it was just Pratt's voice. It's just Chris so, Pratt. <laughs> yeah. I want I wanted to hear Luigi because I'm a Charlie Kelly fan. So mm-hmm. I was waiting for and I'm pretty sure he's the one voicing Luigi. So I wanted to hear what Charlie Kelly sounds like. I'm an always sunny fan. Yep. So but I mean I'm gonna go that, see that, this movie. Yeah. The yeah. first weekend probably. So that scene when he was taking over the castle was pretty hilarious for mm-hmm. the 45 seconds it was on. Those penguins or those characters fighting back and them throwing the snowballs at him and such like that. That was funny. Like, I, I, I'm going to see it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll be there for sure. Um, that's the last piece of news I had, though. So I'll kick it to you, Greg. Uh, so I have I guess I'll start with the big guy. Uh, CD Projekt Red dropped a. Uh, essentially their lineup coming up for the next uh, it seems like decade to 15 years depending on how long it takes them to make these games so there's a couple of classifications number one there's a bunch of new witcher stuff coming out and i have it up here they have uh a a new witcher game which is codenamed sirius um, and that's going to be by Molasses Flood. There's going to be a new Witcher trilogy by CG Project Red. And then they have a new Witcher game, which is codenamed Canis Majoris. That's a lot of Witcher. Yeah. So what it made me think is I've, over the last two and a half or three years, every time I see somebody playing Witcher or something being brought up about Witcher, I keep asking when are they going to make another one? because Witcher 3 was so fantastic that I wanted to see another one get made. But that's that's a lot from The Witcher. Uh, for Cyberpunk, they, are, they have 
named, or at least there's a code name for a new cyberpunk game coming out, which is going to be called Orion. And there's an entire, an entirely new intellectual property called Hadar. I might be saying that wrong, Hader or Hadar. So they, so what the the speculation or whatever is is the coming back from seeing all this is, it, it seemed like they didn't want anything leaked for the next <laughs> twenty years. Gosh knows how. Many, <laughs> yeah, it it looked like they just put all their cards on the table so they could say, "Here's what to expect." There's not dates. It's not like they're promising anything or giving us like a Grand Theft Auto timetable, but they're taking one of their biggest fran their biggest franchise would you say Witcher they're taking their oh, biggest yeah. one yep and then they're taking Cyberpunk who has had a resurgence because it got the No Man's Sky treatment or the No Man's Sky love we talked about that where it's just basically they fixed a lot of stuff or more stuff so I'm kind of I'm excited to see a Cyberpunk game out they hired I want to say I feel like 100 to 300 people for the team um and at least new people if there wasn't already people working on it so i hope that this time around they treat their team correctly they have a realistic timetable they don't dangle the carrot in front of the horse us being the horse for the nine years that they did <laughs> and that they release it day one with amazing results and that's just how i feel about cyberpunk with witcher that's a lot of content that's coming out. So I'm excited to kind of see that too. Cause I haven't played Witcher in a long time because I got tired of it, you know? So I don't know. What do you guys think? Witcher in CD project red eyes is probably their biggest money maker because the Netflix show is doing as well as it is. Yep. You have cyberpunk, which is now doing a lot better because they, because the anime has gone over very well for them and they fixed a lot of things. One thing to note that this was during an, an investor call meeting so these are people who bought into their stock that get to hear about this stuff. So if CG Product Red wants their investors to continue investing and attract new investors, you want to tell people what you're working on. So in CG in CD Projects Red Eyes, yeah, this makes sense. You would announce what you're doing. People are going to be like, oh, they're working on, uh, you know, Witcher games. I'm going to invest in them now and watch their stock, you know, go up you know, a decent amount of money when the new Witcher games come out and that they're rated tens out of tens and it's the next thing that sells five million copies. So, mm -hmm. you know, for, for investors, that's what, that's the reason they're announcing all that stuff is because they want to tell investors, Hey, keep investing with us. Cause we're doing all this. So it, it makes sense. We won't see this stuff for a while. So I'm, you know, yeah. it's nothing, anything to think about for the next, I think two or three years. I don't think anything will come of it for another couple of years. Yeah, you said it, though, like this is the perfect time for them to announce another cyberpunk because everybody's back on board with cyberpunk. Um, everybody's yeah. playing the game again. Everybody likes the show. Perfect time to be like, hey, you know what? We are going to make another one. And uh, maybe this time we promise it won't be so bad at launch. <laughs> you guys, you guys saw it like deep underneath the glitches and everything before yeah. they fixed the game, like your initial impression. There was an amazing ambitious project yeah. there and it was worth it. our hype yeah i mean i had to put it down because the glitches got too bad for me but if they can make a second one and nail it it's it's gonna blow our minds i hope so 
Yeah, I still I I really do believe Night City is probably one of the best cities to explore in. Mm -hmm. Had we not had all of those issues (laughs) with the glitches, the driving and everything like that. I do personally believe that this game would be, you know, Cyberpunk would be viewed as a lot better. But first impressions are everything and they ruined that. They did. Mm -hmm. Uh, Smaller news. It was there was a leak, uh, two leaks involving time frame or how long games are. So apparently, uh, according to Glenn Schofield, who is on the team for Callisto Protocol, the game is anywhere between 15 to 20 hours. Sorry, I think it's 12 to 14 hours okay. in length. Um, maximum 20 if you're exploring, doing other things, if you're just one of those people that dies a lot. <laughs> now, the, I, in a honestly, corner like Barry. Or hiding in a corner like Barry. <laughs> now, honestly, with this with this type of news, every <laughs> certain people are going to go left. Some certain people are going to go right. I think yeah. that's a great amount of time for that particular game. I think in reference to when you're releasing Dead Space Remake, I think that's the perfect amount for somebody, and this is selfishly, for somebody like me to beat this game, not in time, but essentially in time for to be still hyped for the Dead Space Remake. Yep. Um, and then... It's a rumored leak that Ragnarok is going to be somewhere between like twenty hours main storyline, forty hours maximum if you do everything. So, obviously, you can take that with the God of War, right? Exactly. If you count the Valkyries, Valkyries added (laughs) seventy-five hours to my time. Yep. (laughs) I hate them, and I love them so much at the same time. (laughs) Um, That's what we would expect from a God of War game uh the uh, this is kind of in the smaller aspect as well but since i did men- mention the dead space remake they another trailer came out for that a gameplay trailer it looks stunning yeah it looks exactly like what the fans would want it looks exactly like what somebody like for myself for example new player would want because i again i did not play the original i just told myself i would wait <laughs> for the remake how dare and you. I know. I know. I, I hope I I mean I hope it looks as good as it I hope it plays as good as it looks. Yeah. Um and then the last thing is trailer wise as well, and then I'll just ask you guys what you think of all of that. Uh Wild Hearts gameplay got released as well. There was like a ten minute, seems like maximum ten minute trailer that got released. It looks great. It looks like Monster Hunter, like we talked about on prior podcasts in the last month or so it looks essentially like a spiritual monster hunter set in feudal japan i'm excited for it i wasn't to be honest as excited until i saw this i told myself i'd keep an eye on it but when i saw that gameplay trailer it really it really stepped it up for me so that's the majority of what i have um i don't know you guys feel free on what you think of any of that um (laughs) I guess like I'll hone in on the dead space thing. Um, So when I watched that new trailer, the gameplay trailer, and I had to go online and find that I wasn't the only one who thought this and I'm not, there's a big bunch of people, but I watched that trailer and I was like, it looks good, but like, that's, that's how it looked when I played it. And it's, that's not the case, but like that game is so good in my mind and not just my mind that when we played that game, we're like, Oh my God, this game looks phenomenal. 
And in our head, that's how it looked like this remake yeah. and how good it looks yeah. in the trailer. That's just how I remember it. But when you go back and actually look, you're like, OK, it did look bad. Um, it, you know, it's not terrible, but uh, it, they've done a great job. But on top of that, I know there's been some people who are taking issues again with the $70 price tag on a remake, just like The Last of Us. But in this case, I feel like it's been long enough and they've done enough work that I'm not upset at this one in particular being $70 personally. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. Uh, On my end of things, I am happy to hear that the game's only going to be 20 to 30 hours, especially with Ragnarok as well. Games right now are all fighting for our attention, it feels like. And the games that do it grab your attention right right from out of the start and then keep you on it until you finish the game. I just hope that these games can do that with, you know, their frightening, scary type atmospheres where I'll be, you know, I already have enough time trying. I don't have enough time to try and also play Overwatch 2, Apex Legends and get all the other games I need done done as well. So it's just refreshing to hear that a game could be 20 to 30 hours and you can probably have a good time with it as long as it catches your interest. So. I I'm definitely excited to play both games and I will be, you know, it's not so much a matter of when or, you know, is Barry playing it? It's a matter of how long can Barry play until he gets scared and then has to turn off the game and then not play for a couple days. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That is like, that's the perfect length for Callista though. I don't want it to be any longer than that. Yeah. Why do you, you don't need it to be any longer than that. That's so, so last point I'm going to say about it. With both games, Callisto Protocol, 12 to 14 hours, depending on the player, that's going to feel like 75 hours. Yep. Depending on how you play the game. If you're like a scaredy cat, because Barry, you're not the only scaredy cat in this room. I'm scared. <laughs> I, I I just like getting scared more than you do. So I, I'm i the roller coaster. I don't get how anybody right? get likes. I, I, you know, I get why people like well, it, but I don't know. If I want anxiety, I just look at the state of the world, and I'm like, yeah, this is frightening. Yeah. <laughs> horror's got such a great uh imaginative creative space Mm -hmm. which is i think what attracts people who like me who are scared easily but still just gravitate to that so and god of war god of war is such a theatrical experience 20 to 30 hours of god of war is going to be insane it's like the last one. The last one took you on such a wild ride throughout this entire story. And no, there's not a lot of games that are even able to accomplish 50% of that. So that's the perfect length for both games. Yep. I'm not trying to play God of War for 120 hours. I'm not trying to uh, Valhalla God of War. You yeah. Know? Agreed. <laughs> so. Yeah, that, that makes me happy seeing those hour totals. That means I can probably finish both of those before the new year, which is which will be nice and dead yeah. space. But yeah, that's all I got, guys. Sweet. Perfect. All right, let's get into games this week to where Craig and I have been playing Overwatch 2 a lot. I not know that much. Other Craig. Craig, the but better what Craig. About, <laughs> not, but what not, about the Craig not, that hasn't played Overwatch 2? What did you play? So, the the lesser Craig who does not like Overwatch. No. Um, uh, so I finally started playing Neo 2. Um, and then I also fell into, you'll be surprised, 
but I fell into yet another simulator. This time we're going into PC building simulator. Oh, okay. What? <laughs> but wow. tell me all. But tell me all about Overwatch because I haven't even downloaded it. Tell me why I should download it as someone who didn't like the first one. I have a just a very small announcement to yes. make beforehand. Okay. Because it was relevant to last week's podcast. I yes. have. Did you beat it? Beaten. I beat it. Yes. It's beaten. <laughs> okay. So I did it. Is it a top five game of the year? It's nope. not. Yes. But it's it's a very it's a heartfelt for those of you who do, didn't watch last week or don't <laughs> don't know what I'm talking about. Soul Hackers 2, I finally beat. It's been a long journey. It's great, but it's not a game of the year. I'm sorry, Barry. Yes. It's not a top five of the year. It's Is good. It a top ten? Uh, don't do it. Maybe maybe like a top seventeen. Okay. Okay. If if you played seventeen games. That's fair. Exactly. That's a lot of games to play, to be honest. <laughs> It could so, still find its way into a category, some category, yeah, right? Yeah, it sure. will. It's going to be yeah. the most anime game that's game <laughs> this year. That's going sure. to be the award yeah. it gets. Okay. So, Overwatch Sorry, 2. back to it. Yeah. I would tell you to download it now because you don't have to deal with the suffering that most likely Craig and I have had to go through the past uh, week yeah. about this. This game has been plagued absolutely utterly plagued with ddos server attacks and long queue times and messing up their own system in a way uh just a couple of examples here is long queue times you can be waiting three hours in a queue to try and play the game because there were there they were having server issues with the ddos attacks the next one is we're having issues with merge accounts uh being an issue so what is nice about Overwatch is that all your stuff from o- Overwatch 1 carries over to Overwatch 2. Skins, credits, playtime, yeah. matches, your record, everything carries over. The issue is is that everything's not being carried over as well as people would like. Uh, there are moments in my account, and I have all the heroes unlocked. I put over 200 hours into Overwatch, the original, and there are times when my heroes are not unlocked, when I... No, I play, I, you know, I play them. There are times when my skins don't load into the game either from Overwatch 1. And this is all an issue that they're apparently working on. It's getting a lot better now. Uh, as of yesterday, I was able to pretty much go in and out of Overwatch 2 without really having to wait a long queue time. So that's kind of the bad and not really a judgment on the game's half of things. What I can say about Overwatch 2 in itself is that it is just as fun of a multiplayer game as I remember playing the first one is. It does feel like an Overwatch 1.5, I believe, but that's not necessarily Mm -hmm. a bad thing in my eyes. I loved Overwatch 1, and I played so much Overwatch 1 until I couldn't play it anymore. Uh, I jump into Overwatch 2, and I'm more of the land of like, oh yeah, this game is just as good as I remember it being. So how long am I going to stay interested in the game Uh, from launch? We'll see. I don't know if it's another 200 hours I'm going to be putting into Overwatch. You know, Overwatch 1 was the game where all your friends were getting it and you had friends to play with. Right now, I've been primarily playing by myself. Uh, I haven't really been playing with anybody. So where does Overwatch 2 line up for me? I'm not sure. I do think it was an extremely genius move to make it free to play. No, you didn't yes. have to pay. You didn't have to pay for it. 
Um, so you don't lose out in trying this game. Yeah. On top of that, too, the 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 loot boxes are kind of over and done with for a battle pass and a shop center in which you can use some of the credits you earn to buy stuff in the shop. So there's not really loot boxes anymore there. Uh, so they, you know, they have a lot better standing, especially with international countries, because I know that's I know Overwatch was getting in trouble for the loot boxes. Mm-hmm. Um, really, I think overall, uh, the, the battle pass itself is only 10 bucks, not very expensive, but it does take a long time to get through is what I'm noticing. There are 80 levels. I've put a decent amount of time into it and I think I'm like level 16 or 17, um, within it already. Uh, it's just a matter of, you know, does this game like click your multiplayer buttons? Like it does mine. I really like the team aspect. I really like it going back to five players. Having only one tank on each team makes games not as long and makes your damage players a lot more important to killing other damage players. Uh, but I just went on a huge rant about my thoughts about <laughs> Overwatch 2. Craig, what about you? No, I mean, you said a lot of the things that I was either thinking, feeling, or going to say. Uh, Overwatch, going to the pushing multiplayer buttons. I forgot how much I enjoy that game. It was the first game that I had on my PlayStation 4. I bought PlayStation 4 way late. I'm talking, I think I bought it maybe four years ago, five. Mm-hmm. And the fir- So whenever Overwatch was at its normal price point of coming out, that was my first game that I got. My roommate at the time was into it. I saw him play a Zen, and I was like, I want this game for some reason. And <laughs> out of all players, Zen, um, or Zenyatta, if you don't shorten it so (laughs) actually um so i was excited to jump back in and when i started playing i remembered why this game is great it's such it's such a team-based game that doesn't rely necessarily on kills you can make an impact as a tank you can make an impact as a healer so for people who are not necessarily a, a dps god and they can't like get it done in call of duty or any of those others this is like a different feel so it was good to go back in it was a pain in the in the opening aspect i also played last night barry with my wife and uh we had no problem getting into games it was lightning quick it made it so seamless that it just created a better time however we did try to play over the weekend and that was a dumpster fire they were doing regularly scheduled maintenance and for most people who were trying to play in the evening who have day jobs you know like myself to get on and find out in pacific time they're going to start maintenance that's relative to your time at seven o'clock you're like i just got on (laughs) and it was and they were bad they, they were like seven to eight or like eight to ten it was like really bad times where you didn't want to stay up until the 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 wee hours of the morning to actually start playing so that put a sour taste in in our mouths like when i was playing with her but i got a new convert out of it my wife likes overwatch now and it and that also reminded me of what overwatch's impact is as a game the characters are also awesome i miss the loot boxes because even the loot boxes were done in a very cute creative way that you got there was a certain feeling to that animation 
of seeing the loot box after the battle that you just did and how it opened and what you got it the, the, like those are the things I remember. Now mm-hmm. I didn't put 200 hours into the original Overwatch, but I did put like maybe 60 to 80, maybe more. Um, so it's good to see that it's back. Genius move, like you were saying, Barry, about it being free to play. That's the way to do it because there's a lot of people who would argue that it is a 1.5 and not an Overwatch 2. And I agree with them. I agree with those points because they just kind of, did a great job with all the other maps that were already created and they're going to be adding new content. Barry, aren't we getting like a single player? Uh, Craig and I were talking about this. Eventually. Um, Eventually okay. there yeah. will be a single player that comes out. Uh, I don't know when I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. And I don't know if that's been completely scrapped because <laughs> ever since the beta came out, people were trashing this game uh for it but then you know the moment the game comes out everybody's like oh i remember how good overwatch (laughs) is look at me i never said anything bad about overwatch so it's just like you know overwatch kind of did this to themselves with a very poor marketing display about how this is going to be the second iteration of overwatch when it's really just a 1.5 that story mode i think could definitely pull itself out but you know you mentioned it as well The, the 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 beauty of overwatch is the fact that you don't need to be getting 20 kills a game in order to feel like you did something. If you're mm-hmm. a healer who did a lot of healing, you've made a difference in that game. And if you're a, a tank who took a ton of damage or blocked a ton of damage as Reinhardt, you made an impact playing in that game. And that's something that no other shooter really does right now is. No. And, you know, it's what people try to copy when Overwatch 1 came out with, I think it was Battleborn. Am I, yep. am I remembering yep. that one correctly? That game mm-hmm. literally came out, was kind of a clone of Overwatch, and then died within a month. I think yep. that was the mm-hmm. fastest game I've ever seen that just, okay, servers are shut down, nobody's playing this game. Didn't they come out oh. at the same time, almost? Yes, like, around. Both of them um, did, yeah. Yeah, Battleborn came out, I think, maybe two or three months, four months maybe afterward. I know a couple mm-hmm. of my friends got it, because they're like, oh, look, it's something different, and then the game died before they even yeah. got to play it. So... <laughs> yeah. You know, it, if that answers your question, Craig, like you could wait a little bit longer to make sure, sure. that they continue to rough at, to, to clean out some of the rough edges from this launch. But despite the launch issues it's been having, you know, I get I come back to Overwatch and it's like a it's like a best friend from high school you haven't seen in a while. And you're like, wow, I, rem- I miss hanging out with you. We were, you know, uh, it was it's so much fun hanging out with you. And I understand why I miss it, because it's, yeah. you know, I'm not necessarily anything great at Call of Duty, but it's nice to, you know, I, I play mostly support roles in Overwatch and I know I'm a damn good support in Overwatch. <laughs> like you, like, if there's something I'm confident that. in, it's that. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and you said the cool thing though, because like, like last thing I'll say in the over in Overwatch, the play of the game in the first one, if you were a there's a character who's Mercy, who was a popular healer, uh, Mercy baby, you, Mercy main, you, shout out yeah. to all the Mercy mains. Before she got she there, she has an yeah, she has an ultimate where you res everybody within a specific ability, uh, sorry, vicinity on your team, and like that could be mentioned in the play of the game like they don't just do dps play of the games those are the majority of the play of the games but if you were a mercy who res three out of your out of the the, you know your five teammates then 
that was the, that was the play that came at the end of the game, yep. you know. So that's just what it's doing differently. So excited. I want to say I, I played like five to ten hours of Overwatch, and I I didn't hate it. It just didn't really click with me. I did play a lot of Mercy. I remember that. That was like I was like, yeah, I like Mercy. She's cool, but. Mercy was the greatest. Mercy yeah. was the greatest. I really miss her old her old alt. But like that's it, how I feel about Overwatch is like when when you're when you're in a team and you're in a rough game, it feels like, you know, and you come back to win that game. It feels like you just want a game of Apex or a game of or, or a game of Fortnite without needing to spend the 45 minutes it takes to beat one of those games. It just, you yeah. know, <laughs> it's a 10 minute thing and you feel great. I you know, I, I had some of those moments this weekend when I was playing where despite the long queue times, you know, you get into a game, your team sucks, and then you guys get the composition. It all clicks, and you guys come to win the game. And, and you know, everybody's in chat is like, you know, popping off. You know, it's like, you know, yeah, we're the greatest. Yeah, you know, <laughs> that kind yeah, of stuff. Know. It's, you yeah. know, it's it's just another day for me in, in Overwatch, so I don't pop off I'm that just much. another day for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll definitely try it for sure. I just didn't like I forgot to download it and then I just kept forgetting. But I'll definitely try and give it a shot. Be glad you forgot. Just be glad. Yeah. Yeah. Those Q times were terrible. (laughs) They were. were. That probably would have been like if I would have downloaded it and saw that I've been like, I'm not playing this game, you know, and just uninstalled. You could have been you could have been behind like 300 people minimum at any point. Yeah, there the server update times are really awkward too. Like Craig mentioned it, like why it's at peak play times, I'm not sure. But maybe that's when they maybe that's when the server updates itself. I don't I don't really know. (laughs) Um okay. So again this week, like last week, I've been trying to stay hyper focused on actually finishing games. Um so Besides Neo and PC Building Simulator, I've been playing a, a lot of sessions still because I want to get through that game. But I went back to the first Neo and I was playing that. And I want to say I'm like, I think I'm like in the 80s, level 80 or whatever. And I was like, you know what? Like this game is I enjoy this game a lot, but like you can tell it's kind of dated. Right. So I was like, let me try Neo 2. Um, and I can say like I haven't I'm not like super far into it yet, but I can tell that like the the updates that they did are it's just a much smoother experience yeah. than the first yep. one was um there's a character customization which is nice i just think it it just feels better um mm-hmm. uh so i i think it was the right move for me to be like you know let's just move on to neo 2 i feel like i gave neo its proper due no i didn't beat it but i put in like 50 hours at least uh, in, into that game um, and there's probably what still another 20 or 30 to go in that mm. game that I don't know if I really want to go back and do that. Maybe I will. But um, yeah, Neo 2, I've been having a lot of fun so far. Um, still still liking the Souls games, which I I like that I didn't cool off on it. Right. Because I did take yeah. some time off from playing that. Um, so I think this is going to be the game that is this game. Would you say same length as first Neo shorter? What do you think? Might be, a tad lo- might be a tad longer. Longer? Okay. I mean, I, I feel say. like this is a good middle ground game for me to play until the big games start coming out, right? It's going to keep me entertained for a while. That in session, because I'm still loving the hell out of session. But um, so PC Building Simulator, um, me and my simulator games are just, man, I tell you Killing what. It. Right. I so 
I will say about this game, like obviously you have the premise is you have your own computer repair shop, right? Um, and you just get emails with orders and then you got your orders it's like, hey, my computer has a virus. Hey, my computer's running slow. Hey, I want to be able to run this game on maximum specs. Um, and then you have to go in and use a program to figure out, you know, what it needs to run on maximum specs. And they do use like real games, which is kind of cool. Um, but and they have like all the parts in there are real parts, right? So your MSIs, your you know, all your graphics cards are in there. Um, I will say this out of every simulator game I've played and I've played a ton, whether it be cars, whatever, this is the one simulator game I can look at. And with 99% confidence, be like, if you played this game a ton, you have all the information needed to physically build your own computer from beginning to end. And I appreciate that. Like everything is there, right? When somebody's like, uh, you'll get a, an email. It's like, Hey, build me a computer. Here's my budget. Here's what I want to be able to do. And that's all they tell you. Right. And then you have to go in and figure out, all right, I'm going to get them this case. I'm going to get them this motherboard, but hold on. I got to figure out if this motherboard does AMD or Intel. And then I got to figure out which, which memory is compatible. Then I got to figure out which graphics card is compatible, what fans work, all yeah. that, right? Like all the pain that we go through when we build our computers is built into this game, which is really cool. Like I appreciate mm -hmm. the amount of detail they put into this. Um, and again, like I honestly feel like if I didn't already know how, like somebody could be like, I don't know how to build a computer. I would almost be like, all right, you know, play this game or, or something and it'll give you a good idea of how a computer works, yeah. how to troubleshoot, all that stuff is in here. So like I've been having a ton of fun. It was on sale on Steam this week. I think it still is for like six bucks. Um, but yeah, oh, wow. um, I've been having a ton of fun with that. So add it to the another the the pile of simulator games that I'm having a good time with this year. <laughs> that's what all I played. Fantastic. All right. So then that's what we played this week. Time to get into movies for the week. And I'm going to be honest, uh, this week has been kind of a blur for me. Uh, <laughs> the only thing I remember watching is James Bond's 60th anniversary music documentary on Amazon Prime. Okay. Uh, I did not expect that. Harry is in deep in the Bond lore, let me tell you. He loves Bond. Yeah. <laughs> I, again, I don't know. Again, this weekend was a big old blur to me. I have, I could not tell you what I watched. Uh, it, it's been a weird week. But uh, what about you guys? Uh, um, so I watched two things um so mr harrigan's phone on netflix okay um and then i also watched marvel's uh werewolf by night what about you craig all right I, uh what i watched was not necessarily very recent in terms sure. of when the movie was created but i watched record i'm in into halloween yeah right now so that is a spanish uh horror film great so movie. that's yeah yeah, so we, yeah, we. I'm glad you you've seen it, so we could talk about it mm -hmm. just a tad bit when we get sure. to it. But yeah, but nothing crazy for me this week. Let me uh, just get mine over with. Uh, uh, yes, movie. If of the you're year, a documentary of the if, year, if you're a James Bond person, this mu uh, it definitely <laughs> is a. It's definitely interesting. I want to say that. Uh, I originally watched it because I thought they were like going into the makings of the James Bond movies because I thought that would be really interesting. But instead, it's just a uh, hour and a half movie, which it's not that long, which is nice. 
it's just an hour and a half long like documenting the musical history of of james bond which to be fair the main theme for james bond is something that's really yeah it's iconic like i i I get it like anybody who's like watched a movie knows like the couple chords you know that's james bond so i watched it and it was cool to like i guess um (laughs) know more about what goes into like the title songs for each movie because they talk about like the ones for yeah the ones for adele the one that Billie Eilish did, Sam, the ones that Sam did, and then the other movies as well, and how those songs came to be. So, I I never got into the older Bond movies, so it is nice to have that older... Yeah, I know, I haven't watched them. I just never watched them as a kid. I thought you were like a Bond maniac. What's I need, the, I'm going to watch What's the them. earliest one you've watched? Did you watch Goldeneye? What? You have seen Goldeneye. Wow. Oh my Goldeneye is like But now that favorite. now that now that they're on Amazon Prime though I can watch them. Like that's yeah. that's something that I needed to see and was reminded of is now that it's on Amazon I can watch them. I do plan on watching these movies. I will probably give a you know what, maybe instead of Scary October it's James Bond October for Barry. <laughs> there you go. James and now Bond that's good. October. I'll be watching a James Bond movie every week now for the rest of uh, I guess until I'm done with them, which won't be till I guess mid January. There's like 23 yeah. films. There's a lot. So yeah. And world like is not enough. What was it? What was the what was the doctor's name in World is Not Enough? Was it Christmas? I forget her I name. So. I think her name was Christmas in there somewhere. <laughs> anyway. It's as good as mine. You're in for um, a treat. You are I I did specifically like because for me, Casino Royale is the one that like I fell in love with James Bond for. Casino Royale is a fantastic movie. Mm-hmm. And they really mm-hmm. go into why they made the James Bond theme at the end of that movie. And I just remember like the goosebumps I felt when I was like, oh man, he finally said the thing. Like he finally said it. And then his music comes on. It was like very powerful for James Bond. So it was nice for them to go into that moment and all of the other music moments. Why did I watch this? I couldn't tell you. I was looking for something to watch. Uh, And I, (laughs) so that, that's my review of James Bond's 60th uh, anniversary music documentary. Uh, Watch it. If you're a James Bond guy, who, is sitting there being like, you know what we need a documentary on? The music from James Bond. Who- Amazon, remember, Amazon owns this stuff now, so they probably have more money than God. I just like, don't understand Be- why they felt like this needed to be made. I get like the because music- <sighs> Bezos just signed off for it. He, he saw James Bond and went, oh, yeah, that'll make tons of money and then signed off on it. And then did, did little yeah. did he know it was a documentary on the music. They also want. They also made it to sucker people like Barry here into yep. thinking that eventually they're going to get into production of the actual films. When yeah, it, but they kept it just like, music. That could be interesting the on the production of the movies, but like the music, like yeah. yes, I know the people who made the theme songs recently, but like I could not care less about any of the songs any of them made. Like Adele, mm. any of I do not care about their songs for the Bond movies. I listened to it in the movie. I never once listened to it afterwards ever. Like I just don't care. So I don't know. It's just weird to me that they felt like a documentary was needed. <laughs> <laughs> but as long as it was entertaining, um, are you giving it a watch or a pass? Uh, it, unless you like James Bond, you're passing on this. <laughs> unless I you're, guess. I think. Unless you're, I okay. again. I don't know what made me watch this movie. I yeah, I was 
I must have been that the it the most funnier. static mindset yep. in order to yep. watch that movie because nothing crazy happened. Like mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess <laughs> I just found. Twist. I guess I just found it interesting. Like, be, be confident in the fact that you probably have the longest review of this documentary of any podcast ever anywhere. There you go. I don't know. There's definitely a podcast that nope, like nobody reviews, else is reviewing this. Reviews nobody. documentaries. <laughs> nobody else is reviewing this. <laughs> nobody else is, is talking about it. So it's just you. Somebody's going to be searching on it. Google, and this is going to pop up. So you know yeah. that'll be this, good. Yeah, this will do great for the search trends. <laughs> <laughs> um okay two people looking for it <laughs> hey man that's two new people who didn't listen before i'll take yeah, it hi people we're the, <laughs> hi people hi us <laughs> um all right so let me get into mr harrigan's phone uh this was a stephen king short story that got turned into a movie that netflix did um basic premise is there's a kid who works for a older gentleman. Um, his job is to read him books uh, because the ultra gen- older gentleman is losing his eyesight. Um, they kind of become friends. Uh, and this is right at the time that the iPhone came out. Uh, and the okay. kid gets an iPhone and he ends up buying this old man an iPhone as well and teaching him how to use it. Uh, when the older man dies, that's not a spoiler, it's in the trailer. Um, the kid puts his iPhone in his pocket in the casket and it gets buried with him. And then he starts getting uh, text messages from him when he's in the ground and phone calls. Um, Interesting premise. And I will say that like, it's an hour and a half. Uh, The first half of it is all set up. It's a long setup. And I was like fully invested. I was like, this is a cool story. I like where this is going. And then after that, like not a whole lot happens and it just kind of ends. Um, okay. So it was like a nice, it was a big setup and I was like, this is cool. I like what they're going for. And I'm waiting for that, like suspense, not horror, but like suspense style. And there's a couple things that happen, but it's then the ending hits and you're like, okay, what that, uh, I, I guess I watched that movie. Sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, not that great. Wouldn't recommend. Um, but it does have a promising beginning. So if you do watch it, you're going to be like, oh, this is pretty cool. You're going to get let down. So I would just pass on that point. Um, And then Werewolf by Night, I did want to bring up. This is the Marvel one-off hour-long movie called a movie. I don't know. Um, That is has to do with Elsa Bloodstone. We finally got Elsa Bloodstone in a movie in the Marvel Universe, which is awesome to me. I like Elsa Bloodstone a lot. Um, This movie's done in black and white. And it's a nice little throwback to old school horror movies, which is awesome. Um, Way more violent and bloody than I thought it was going to be. Dear Lord, it caught me off guard at first. Um, But I absolutely love this thing. It's great. It has that Marvel charm to it. Again, I have have enjoyed Elsa um, Bloodstone in the past in Marvel Comics. So I was it was cool to see her. Um, definitely a hundred percent recommend if you're into the Marvel universe, I don't think this really is going to tie into anything universe wise. I know Elsa has worked with Deadpool before in comics. I don't know if they're going to bring her over or not. Um, but as like a one-off kind of like Halloween type thing with some monsters and werewolves and that kind of stuff. Very, very cool. Very well done. A hundred percent recommend that even for you, Barry. Okay. It's not scary. I, I actually no, I actually plan on watching it. I saw the okay. reviews that it's just like yeah. old timey horror, yep. which 
shouldn't necessarily be anything too scary to me. It's not scary um, at all. Uh, There's nothing yeah, like that's scary. Um, it's just like it's that cool old school black and white horror vibe. It's so cool. I probably should have watched that instead of the James Bond 60th <laughs> music. Say the whole memory. thing. Say the whole thing. <laughs> but yeah, everybody go watch that if you're into Marvel. Um, you'll see some new characters that not a lot of people knew. Elsa's the only one I knew out of all those. And I looked up a couple others. And I was like, oh, those are actually Marvel characters. But uh, yeah, super cool. I'll you definitely to have you, to... You definitely have to say that title, like the full title, every time you mention what you watch. Oh, yeah, I have to. Yeah. Because if I just say it, well, if I just say James Bond, people will think, oh, he watched a movie. But little did they know it was James Bond's 60th anniversary music documentary (laughs) that I watched. So if I don't say that, they don't know what I watched. Yep. Powered by Amazon. Powered Powered by by Amazon. Amazon. (laughs) I can't even like. I can't. Even, all right. All right. Anyway, so I'm going to go through record real quick. Uh, record is a 2007 Spanish horror film. And to make some relevance to the States, it is the inspiration. If not, Quarantine was essentially a remake of it that went in a different direction. So if you've seen the movie Quarantine, Record is the reason why the movie Quarantine exists. Because you know what we do here, we take a movie and we just like go in our own way with it. Make it worse. Record, <laughs> yeah, make it worse. And yep. it's it's true because Record is a heck of a better movie than Quarantine. Yep. Essentially, it stars a reporter. She's a uh, she has her cameraman with her. They have this t- TV show at night. It's called While While You Sleep, where they film people who have professions that work while people sleep. So. They end up at this firefighters or firefighting place. I don't know what you call it. A firefighting house. Yeah, whatever. We're going to go with it. And firehouse. Thank you. <laughs> firefighting <laughs> house. So <laughs> they start interviewing firefighters and they don't really have a lot of footage because there's no fires going on at the moment. But they were essentially there to try to get as much interesting footage as they can. They do like, I think, one in the morning get a a call that they hop on they kind of just like tag along with two firefighters who are investigating it's a woman who just like fell in her home and it's, it's an apartment complex so not a home and essentially what happens is they go in with the firefighters and then they find in there that there's some type of contagion that's going around they don't know it exactly yet but essentially it's it's a I don't think it ruins it because you can see it in the trailer. It's a demonic contagion movie. So it's kind of like a zombified, but if all the zombies were like demons, so to speak. Uh, it's it's your classic found footage horror story. I'm a big found footage horror kind of guy. I think they've really stepped it up in the last five five years specifically with that genre. It's not just Blair Witch killing it anymore. So I was attracted initially to it. Uh, I didn't realize how old the movie was, but even in 2007 with a budget of $2 million, they nailed a, a classic. It's a classic. And if you can deal with subtitles, it's great. Uh, There's, it's disgusting in certain points. Uh, There's jump scares because it is like kind of like a zombie with, and you can't have a demon or a, a demon movie without jump scares. That's what they do. 
I think it's a good watch for anybody. I think they did a great job with it. And I love the claustrophobic aspect of being stuck in a house or in an apartment complex with a bunch of infected people. I just like it. It's why I'm excited for they have Evil Dead Rise coming out this month, which is Evil Dead in a high rise. (laughs) I want that. So anyway, (laughs) you can tell how passionate I feel about that. Yep record it's a good movie it's it's stylized as rec like pushing record on your old vhs you know or player or whatever or just cameras in general <laughs> uh i recommend it craig you said you watched it as well yeah i i enjoy it you know what i was just thinking too and i'm gonna put my stamp of trademark on it even though that doesn't count as anything can we get a movie in the style of record or quarantine if you've seen quarantine stuck in an apartment trying to get out and mix it with dread like the movie dread where he's trying Ooh. to get to the where he's trying to get to the, to the top, top and just mix yeah. those two together and just have like this dude who literally kills everything against an apartment complex full of zombies or demons and just have him just like Sign no setup no setup like dread at all just he goes to this building and he goes guess i gotta get out of here putting yeah. my trademark on it because i want that movie so bad that'd be so cool i would watch that movie <laughs> 10 times in yeah. a single year sounds like, but yeah, sounds record, like a record great is, formula i like record um if you can like break into that world of watching movies from other countries and be okay with subtitles the wealth of amazing movies that are out there just is like insane to me specifically mm-hmm. like korean horror movies my god yes. they're so good so good they're so st- they're oh, scary man. They are scary. Also, uh, Barry, before I forget, because I have to bring this up, we need to do a first impression since I watched two episodes of the cyberpunk anime as well. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, uh, I know I've already said my piece with it. Um, I'd like, yeah, I definitely want to hear what you have to say about uh, about the first two episodes, at least. (laughs) Um, I will say that I, for me, was not 100% blown away with the animation style. I know you guys okay. said it, it's it's like I don't really I'm not really seeing anything that different personally. Like it's not like when I watch Demon Slayer and I'm like, ooh, like that animation style is like slick. You know what I mean? Like Cyberpunk is is done well. I don't want people to think I think it sucks. I think it's done well. It just didn't blow me away. Um story is interesting. I'm only two episodes in. Trying to, you know, like, I'm like, oh, let's see where this goes. Like, I, I enjoy that cyberpunk world. Um, I will say that I am enjoying it, but I'm not like over the top. Like, oh, my God, I can't wait. What's next? If that's fair. But maybe it starts yeah, taking fine. off. It is. Yeah, I yeah. think it starts to get better as you go along and start to like like the characters more okay. as you continue to go. Uh, like the, the one thing I'll say is like Demon Slayer does a really good job of like mixing in like 3D animation yeah. and regular anime in like their spectacular sequences in Kill la Kill or sorry, from Cyberpunk mm-hmm. um, Studio Trigger. This is kind of like their trademark art. This is ha- like their animes look different from other people's animes is what sure. I want to say. So and you can definitely tell that there is a big stylized difference between Demon Slayer and between Cyberpunk. Like, I want you to imagine like Demon Slayer kind of looks like that anime looks very safe. It plays it very safe and it looks a lot like other anime. Mm -hmm. But with Cyberpunk, it's just its style that is so much like 
Um, it's so much their own studio trigger style. So maybe that's why, like, you kind of don't notice, like, the style sure. of animation yet. It is really good. Like, as you continue to go along, you're going to get to see aspects yeah. to where it kind of gets to shine. Uh, okay. Just like, and, and I know it's a lot to ask for, but, like, get to, like, the last two episodes and stuff's just, like, everywhere. Okay. Um, so I would also if you can say make that, it that far, right. um, I wouldn't say it's not, like, distracting, but I would say that the dubbing isn't the best. Yeah, it's not bad. I wouldn't. Uh, I've I, no, I, I watched it in terrible. dub. It's passable. Yeah, I just like some of the voice acting. I'm like, eh. it's like that typical like sometimes when you watch an anime and you're watching it with like the English voice actors, you're like, Ugh. you know what yeah. I mean? Like some of it doesn't translate well, but it's not like distracting to me at all. Like they're doing a pretty yeah. good job. Yeah, it's just like so the English dub does a little bit better with some of like the spanish that cyberpunks likes to bring into it sure. like chum is a spanish word so in the japanese version it does not translate over well <laughs> to <laughs> yeah okay. so it's something that like the english and spanglish dub does a lot better than okay. what the japanese dub does but you know you've said it before if you're able to open your mind and like watch subtitled things yep. like Japanese voice acting is crazy good. Um yep. so it's like they, you know, they have Japanese voice acting, the Koreans have like Korean horror and then there's like us who are kind of good at, you know, I guess live action stealing. like we do. Yeah, it's stealing. stealing. Yeah, speaking it our own. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, it's just that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's 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 kind of in that aspect the same thing to I'm where I I the dub is I'll, I'll watch good. it. Yeah. Yeah. But all right, that's going to be it for what we watched this week. Just make sure you guys look at uh, the Amazon Prime video for James Bond's 60th anniversary Stop. music documentary. Just make sure you watch that. You're going to want to. Oh, uh, I forgot. Hold on one second, Barry, before we go through the closing. I, I purposely wrote this down and I didn't say it. Next week, actually this week, by the time uh, this comes out, is Scorn Week. Yeah, yeah baby. Scorn, 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 scorn. <laughs> all right, go ahead. It's all right. You guys will have your puzzle scary game. I'm going to be hitting the links with Tiger Woods and Michael. I'm going to do both. But I'm, yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. We're going to have both. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. Uh, if you did like the plot podcast, please make sure to review it. Helps other people find it. Please make sure to share it with your friends if you did enjoy it. And if you're watching on YouTube, like and subscribe. We appreciate it. And comment below if you have any, you know, opinions on what we talked about or if we missed anything. But yeah. Uh, if you're interested in following us, we have a Facebook, Twitter, Twitch that we don't really use, but <laughs> and an Instagram. So yeah. make sure to follow us on those if you guys are interested and we will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye, Bye guys. <laughs>